0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of the reunion and FF7R podcast. I am your host Kairosis, and joining me today of course is my incredible co-host Viz. How are you doing Viz? I'm
1: good as always it seems.
0: (laughs) Me as well just you know trying to survive this whole self-isolation thing that's going on and I haven't really been obviously like I haven't seen like my friends in, in quite some time, but I've been communicating with everybody online and it's been really difficult, especially I'm a really social person. like, And uh, yeah, I just find it really hard, but um, doing everything that I can basically to deal with this and, and keep my sanity during this whole thing. So, Yeah, that's good. Good thing
1: for me is uh, it didn't really change anything. I'm a hermit anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> sort of. But uh, the only thing that changed is I'm doing home office currently, working from home. But the rest right. is c- quite the same. So mm-hmm. I don't uh, see much of, of all the, the, the lockdown and the social distancing, but uh, I feel it when I like to visit gran- my grandparents, for example. I mm-hmm. can't really, unless yeah. we meet outside. But yeah, I'm, I'm really a lucky one in here
0: for now i totally hear you yeah Yeah, like my family as well they wanted to get together and it was my cousin's birthday and anyway they canceled it anyway but um you know it's just really sad but yeah anyway we really hope that everybody's doing well out there and uh there have been a great amount of people on our discord Uh, server for the podcast we've been talking to you they've been pretty active so if you guys want you can join our discord server and chat with us we'll be there um so i just want to go ahead and shout out to everybody that's listened and subscribed to the podcast so far so we're both super appreciative of everybody taking the time to actually listen and support us and spread the word about the podcast Don't forget to like and subscribe and leave us a review if you really, really want to. We would really appreciate that. And that would help us jump to the top of the search um, results for your podcast platforms and kind of give us more promo there. So today is the day. It's finally come. We will be doing our draw for the Final Fantasy VII Remake uh, Digital Deluxe Edition. So I'm super excited about that. So if you entered for the giveaway, please listen for your name, username, handle, whatever you guys use to enter for the giveaway. I'm really excited for you guys. So that'll happen uh, after the break. So for our first segment today, what we are going to be talking about is we're talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake game release fiasco, our whole thought process on that, and also we'll be discussing our own release date plans for the game and our game release rituals that we might participate in when we actually get to finally play a game that we've waited for so long. Uh, During the second segment, uh, we will have a brief and spoiler-free discussion on the Inside Final Fantasy VII Remake Episode 2 and Episode 3 that were released during the two weeks uh, between the release of our last episode and this episode. And we'll also be talking about the Final Fantasy VII uh, Remake character clips that we got this past week, and also a non-spoiler final trailer uh, discussion that was released this past Friday. So we'll be talking about that, but we won't be talking about any of the spoilers. So. I just want to say congrats to everybody for making it this far. So we've made it to the release day week of the game, the release week. So I'm just so excited. I can't wait to play this game. I've just been basically like looking back on how far we've come and everything that we've gotten since the beginning of the actual you know, announcement of the game. And it's been incredible. It's been an amazing journey. And it's just so surreal that the game's actually coming out this week. So I just can't even believe it. I can and I can't, but I'm so ready for it. I just can't wait to dive into this game and just kind of lose myself. And what a great time to actually have something like that to be able to play and kind of distract us from everything that's kind of going on right now. So I can't wait.
1: Yeah, same here. It's uh. It still feels weird and not really... It didn't kick in yet. It's just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'm still working on the last few analysis videos, as I always do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe it, it, it only really feels like the game is there or here when I have the copy in my hands or on my PS4, whichever yeah. whichever version I get first, the physical or digital. Probably the physical because my retail retailer... Um, told me that uh i will get it before the 10th because the 10th is a holiday here it's a good friday mm-hmm. yeah. Same. so no posts no, no uh packages will be delivered on that day anyway so it should come maybe on the 9th maybe earlier but i don't think so ninth will be good because i still need time to finish up the videos and when i get the game <laughs> early uh, i don't know <laughs> videos canceled sorry guys need to play <laughs> now I'll, I'll finish the videos i'll uh, i'm ded- dedicated i'm dedicated to cosmo canyon observatory i won't let you guys yeah. down
0: <laughs> well we really appreciate how dedicated you are thank you we really do <laughs> and i totally agree with you i don't think it's gonna be it's, it doesn't feel like it's real until like, I actually get the copy of the game in my hands. And even then, when I open it, like, I still feel like it's just not going to feel real. It's just not going to feel real. Like, it's going to feel so strange to just, like, open it, put it in, and then start, start it up and start to play. Like, I just, it's, in, anyway, yeah.
1: yeah. It probably needs, needs uh, the, the title screen and the title melody to flood our senses to yeah, exactly. actually get us into the mood. <laughs>
0: i'll probably actually just ball ball my eyes out (laughs) (laughs) probably yeah Yeah. somebody was like no it'll happen like when you play the game i'm like no like honestly i'm probably just gonna put it in and hear the the main like the main theme like of you know at the title screen and i'm just gonna ball my eyes (laughs) out
1: (laughs) yeah that could happen
0: Anyway, so here we go. So we are talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake early game release. So um, here's a recap of everything that went down. So basically... Due to COVID-19, Square Enix made multiple posts on Twitter and their social media accounts stating that they were working hard with shipment companies to make sure that everybody got their, would get their game on time. They later confirmed after a few days that they couldn't guarantee that everybody would get their copies on time um, on launch day. So they were doing their best um, to get them out so everybody would get them on launch. So they decided to ship the pre-orders of the game through this great eating store early for uh, Europe and Asia, because I think that the distribution lines and the shipment lines, the shipment systems uh, in those continents are probably more strained than here in North America. I'm not sure, but um, apparently that's one of the reasons why they decided to go ahead and kind of ship those games out uh, early, just to guarantee that everybody got them. So Amazon then and other retailers were sending customers emails about how a delay in delivery could probably happen. I know that Amazon shifted its priority shipments to essential goods and items uh, due to COVID. So some people were posting online that uh basically like it was like a screenshot of their emails and then it had changed the date to i think April 14th so uh people oh, were pretty upset yeah people were really upset so they were like canceling their pre orders or they just didn't not really know what to do so people were on the facebook uh final fantasy 7 remake groups were kind of trying to help people um help people out because a lot of the um stores also were sold out of pre orders like you couldn't pre order a game you couldn't buy it you couldn't buy it like it was just said out of stock so then some people were just kind of helping in the comment section like oh you need to go to best com," and then because they still have copies and stuff like that so it's it's been pretty crazy
1: apparently something similar is happening here i didn't really uh see or hear anything but um on, on my retailer's website web page it said sold out uh the, mm-hmm. the base copy the base game the digital uh the, not the digital the um
0: Deluxe.
1: The deluxe, the Deluxe Edition was still in stock, but not the base one, which is weird, okay. kind of. But I had it um, pre-ordered months ahead, like last mm-hmm. year already, I think, sometime. So I'm still good, but uh, that it's been sold out is pretty strange, probably also because of uh, a limited shipment uh, mm-hmm. from Square Enix's side. I don't know how it, all these uh, shipment procedures work. But yeah, I've, I've seen this too. Probably other, other stores as well. Maybe even GameStop had shortages. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I know here in Canada, we have EB Games, kind of like in Australia. It's basically just GameStop. Um, I, I check their website as well, and it says out of stock. You can't oh, okay. even pre-order it. You can't find it anywhere. And same thing with Square Enix um, official online store like I I logged in multiple times to just check and see what the update of the status was for my first class edition because I I know like a lot of people were receiving theirs or they had shipped them early and I was just curious to see and I just checked on the store and you can't even pre-order it or anything through screenings it just says out of stock as well oh so it's crazy yeah it's just been insane and like people really want the game and they can't find it they can't find a copy so I guess it's it's a Bad situation for consumers, but it's a good situation for Square, which means that they can't print the games fast enough for everybody, yeah. right? <laughs> so, um, so that's good for their business, but anyways, um, so the next thing here it says that somebody posted that they had four copies of the deluxe edition on the sub the subreddit for Final Fantasy 7 remake. We don't know how they got them, I don't know if they like bought them off the black market or if they had a connection like a distribution line somebody that worked there that took them we don't know anyway but it was leaked like the cover and everything on the subreddit and that guy eventually got a lot of flack for for what he was posting so he ended up deleting his uh subreddit account so and then people started getting their pre-order shipments early mostly in europe and asia and australia from what i can tell um people started posting content online um, since they received the game early. So they were like posting pictures of, you know, the game cover and what's inside of the box and the art book and everything. And people out there received their games early were actually like spoiling things for people without (sighs) using precautionary measures. And that's just not cool. Nope. (laughs) So I was really upset about that. um, But I, I didn't like, I haven't been spoiled, but, I just know what's been happening and just, you know, I'm on the subreddit quite often and I just see stuff that's posted. Even that, like, I didn't really want to see inside of people's first class edition. People were sending pictures and I get it. People are excited. But anyway, I I just, I was just like, no, I don't, I don't. I just got off it immediately and was like, no, I can't. (laughs) I haven't been on the subreddit for a while because I'm just like, I know, I know that it's just going to be like spoiler central, right? So I haven't
1: been there for
0: weeks or even months I don't know just
1: uh, <laughs> like shortly after the the theme song trailer mm-hmm. where stuff uh, oh no no the leaks I think it it was when the leaks started I got off most platforms and just right. uh, st- uh, stuck to my trusted sources and feeds mm-hmm. because yeah. you never know when someone uh, some idiot posts something even if it's not uh, ma- malicious Without, with mm-hmm. malicious intent, you'll spoil spoiled so easily. It just happens like that. Mm-hmm. So better to stay off the internet, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So it looks like Australian EB Games started selling the game early. So mm. I could not find a source online to verify if Square Enix had approved them to be able to sell the game early or if they just took it upon themselves and they were just like, you know what, we're just going to do it. We're just going to sell it. Like Probably, yeah. I, I don't know, but those people, I'm pretty sure those people got the game first and those people were streaming it online. Some people in North America have theirs now as well because they were also sent early, but not as early as people in Australia or... um Asia and Europe like mm. anyways so there was an outcry from the Final Fantasy 7 remake community basically for square to just go ahead and release the game early and the digital version of the game because people are upset because what's happening is people are posting everything online and people are getting spoiled and also people receive their games early even people that aren't spoiling anything and then just got their game early and they're enjoying it at home right like they've locked the game digitally so people who bought it digitally can't play the game early so people are just jealous and people are upset and the whole situation is kind of just it's just a i feel like it's a bad situation all the way around right oh it is yeah because they're not going to release digital early And some people are not going to get their physical editions until after launch day. Like Just like Amazon and Walmart and all the um, stores that are selling the game, they've sent out delays to people who pre-ordered the game. And so it's basically impossible. It's an impossible situation to be able to control so that everybody can get the game early. It's just impossible. So I just don't see them doing this. I don't see them releasing digital early. No, I don't think so. Yeah. So that's basically how everything happened. And I kind of gave my own thoughts on this whole situation, but I did write some jot notes down here. So I just said, obviously, you know, given the circumstances with the pandemic that's happening worldwide, I do appreciate that Square made a statement being honest to people about not being able to get their game on time and then taking it upon themselves to ship them as early as possible so that this whole situation could be basically didn't happen but it kind of created another issue (laughs) on top of that initial issue right Mm -hmm. so like i said it's kind of like a damned if you do or a damned if you don't type scenario so if they sent them right before launch and people got them late people would be upset which is already happening like Mm -hmm. it's just out of their control it's just a really bad situation and it's not a perfect system and there's so many factors that determine when you're going to receive your copy of the game like where do you live do you live far from square enix distribution center do you live far from walmart distribution center or amazon (laughs) like it all depends right there's so many factors so i just feel really bad i feel bad for everybody who has to wait until their release day because there's so many people that have the game and I'm also jealous. And even people (laughs) on our discord channel have the game and they've been playing it for like a week already. Yes. They're like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, I'm 20 hours in. I'm like, what? Like 20 hours in like, Oh my God. I would, I would, I I, I would just want to talk to so many people about (laughs) everything I'm experiencing and you can't talk to anybody about it. So you're just keeping all of that inside, right? Like it's just, yeah, it's I'm just not super easy. jealous. It's definitely not easy.
1: <laughs> it's the the thing is, uh, it's it's kind of uh, everything is upside down. Before, if they would have shipped, if they had shipped everything as normal, then maybe there would have been uh, some delays and some mm-hmm. people would have got them late, like uh, after the weekend on the fifteenth or sixteenth, which would have sucked. But most mm-hmm. people probably would have gotten it on time especially those who pre-ordered it digitally and now it's shifted that some people just get lucky and get to play yeah. the game early and i think it's the minority that get to play it early and the majority has to wait mm-hmm. so those who have to wait um i don't know it's it's just just shifted around and i think the minority is being uh taken care of and the majority is uh, being kicked in the balls. <laughs> Or whatever, mm-hmm. wherever it hurts. So, uh, but me personally, I I don't care as much because I still have work to do until the 10th. So for me, it's fine. But for many others, it's, it's excruciating. And also one of our uh, Discord members, a moderator even has the game since April 1st. Two others mm-hmm. too. And uh, our moderator has finished it today now. <gasps> But, oh my god, are you serious? Yeah. It's sick. Uh, I think he played it nonstop.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: Anyway, uh he has been extremely quiet since then. Didn't practically said anything, not even uh, how he think he, it is or how long it took, just nothing. And that I'm really uh, glad and grateful that he didn't say anything at all, which is good because yeah. even if if one someone says, "Oh, it's uh I finished it in in 30 hours already." Oh, uh I really love it, but the voice acting is not that good, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It already creates this, 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 this image in your head. This, um, this, how do you call it? Like a, uh, like a bad voice on your right shoulder, or something like a, a devil that mm-hmm. grows inside you and just <laughs> says stuff to influence you. And when you yeah, play the true. game, your experience will will be tainted in one way or another. And that's why I, mm-hmm. I will. Try to keep away from everything, even uh, reviews. I heard they come in tomorrow. The first reviews, oh really or previews or oh, whatever okay. yeah, like uh, all this uh, all the me- uh, games media that uh, okay. got the review copy, right. And no, I will completely ignore everything until I play the game myself. Same yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna read any of the reviews until after i get the game and i've played it for some time because mm. i just don't want to be spoiled by any of that stuff and i don't want yeah, to have exactly. like you said i don't want to have somebody else's opinion yep. kind of taint my outlook on this game and my experience because i'm going to go in with like preconceived notions exactly of that's, w- that's what i, I uh, search
1: for preconceived notions or preconceived thoughts or whatever yeah exactly yeah
0: just like other people's expectations and just their opinions on it when I'm going into it, you know? So I totally agree with you. And it's so crazy because in this situation in a in a normal circumstance, like this would never happen, right? People nope. bought digital because they were just like, I'm preparing myself for the worst. I'm preparing yep. myself because usually if you buy physical you don't get it on launch day like mm-hmm. they try really hard but every time i've ordered something from square enix store or i've ordered it even at like eb games and they ship it to me i never get it on launch day and I, I never do i i always got it like the day after the earliest i think there oh, was one time when i've ever got something on launch day um which is when i ordered final fantasy 13 i remember i did get that on launch day i got home from school cuz i was in university and it was like on my doorstep and i was like sweet this is awesome but every other time it's never happened so people have just been proactive like no i'm just gonna order digital Mm. and then i don't have to worry about any of that but then the opposite has happened where (laughs) everybody got their physicals before digital because digital is tied to the release date it's just like the only time that this situation would even happen is like when there's a worldwide crisis right like that's it's actually crazy um when you think about it but what's
1: interesting is that my retailer usually shipped the game like one or two days early in uh in the past mm-hmm. it happened a few times um that's why I usually ordered there but now with digital there's also this uh, preload feature that you can preload the game like one or two days earlier so that you have it downloaded when uh it's it gets unlocked and you can play it mm-hmm. yeah and now it's even even worse because many people have already played it or are still playing it and you have to preload it's on your system but you can't play it still you have to Mm -hmm. watch the the countdown the timer on uh, on your home
0: screen and it's ah, (laughs) yeah Uh, it's just like taunting you because the icon is there and there's a lock symbol so you can't or a timer like you said (laughs) so you can't play it um yeah that's I understand why they do the preload feature, right? Because it's, like, trying to not put a strain on Sony's servers because everybody, if everybody has the game, like, digitally and it downloads all at the same time, their servers are just going to bottleneck, right? So everybody's going to have, like, crazy long wait time. So I understand that. But the issue with that, now moving on to something else, um, is just if people bought both let's say they bought physical and digital and their physical comes late well then they they can you know always they can always get a refund because they've already gotten the game and they're like oh well i don't really want it they just have to leave the wrapper on so they have that option they can Mm. be like oh i'm gonna return it to you know gamestop or walmart or whatever like as long as you don't open it you can return it and they do have certain return like refund policies where it's like 30 days or something upon receiving it which is great but the other side of this is people have gotten their physical editions early and they just bought the, the digital version just in case their physical was late. And now some people are really wanting to get a refund from their digital version of the oh, game. Yeah. But if you have auto download on like where it schedules the download and preloads, you can't get a refund digitally with Sony. You can't. Like if you have auto download or auto preload, whatever it's mm. called turned on and it's already downloaded and it's on your system you can't get a refund
1: yeah that sucks
0: which is just crazy in this situation because so many people got their versions early and i know people like you know we know the same people on the podcast discord like they've said that they've said well you know i got my physical early and now i kind of regret buying digital because i want to get a refund and now i can't because it's preloaded And they didn't know that that was a stipulation to the Sony uh, return policy. So it'll be interesting to see how Sony is going to react to this, if they're going to abide by that or make an exception to this because of everything that happened with this game. I'm not sure. If you reach out to Sony support, they'll probably be able to help you and probably issue you a refund. But some people don't care. They bought both anyway because they're like, I want physical and I want digital. Like people don't care. That's totally fine. But this is for a select few people who were planning on getting a refund, basically. Um, mm. And I, I luckily, I didn't pre-order digital. I didn't pre-order digital. I was just going to wait until the day before the game comes out, like on the 9th, and I'll be like, oh, my first class edition is lost in the mail. Okay, <laughs> screw it. I'm just going to buy yeah. digital, and then that's fine. But I didn't pre-order it, so it works for me. But the people who did pre-order it and now have their physical editions, like I can understand, right? Like, it's it's really hard situation so It is yeah. Well, for me I have pre-ordered both
1: anyway and I want to keep both because if uh, I only have digital and something happens with the PSN or I can't log in and it's I'm locked out or anything like that, then right. I can't play it and it's crap. But if I have the physical, I can play it anyway. But um having the physical and if something happens to that one, like disc breaks or scratch or whatever Mm -hmm. i still have digital so i'm i'm safe either way yeah so for me it's uh, i need both as a backup
0: yeah yeah so some of the people that did get the game early who are streamers on twitch they did stream the game like live when they had it (laughs) (laughs) so obviously there's been an outcry online there's some professional streamers out there and content creators that have posted some very heated um posts about this situation and I totally agree. Like what are you doing? Yeah, I don't understand. Like like what <laughs> I, I just don't understand the thought process and then they got their accounts banned on Twitch and they were complaining about it and I'm like but how do you have any say on any of that? Like how do you like your opinion doesn't matter. You knew you knew the rules. Like you had yep. to have known like oh my god, I got the game you know, a week and a half before release date and I'm going to stream it online for the whole world. Like, what did you think was going to happen? So I'm glad that people got banned and I'm glad that Twitch put their foot down and I'm glad that Square Enix put their foot down too because it's just this is what we've talked about previously on other episodes as well with like the leaks and everything right it's this shock value that people are into now it's like this big thing like oh i have to do this first before everybody else because that's what's going to make me known amongst the community like people are gonna know me because i'm streaming it like before everybody else i'm the first one it's like No, but now you're gonna—you've ruined your reputation. Like nobody's gonna watch your stuff anymore, and you're—you're banned now. Like people are not gonna look at you in a positive way. It's gonna do the opposite. (laughs) Yeah, and
1: it ruins experience for others. Well, exactly. But if you click uh, a stream that says Final Fantasy VII Remake, then uh, well, it's your own fault, unless it says demo and it's not the demo, then it's uh, exactly false advertisement. Or if it says, well, I'm streaming Animal Crossing and then uh, after like 15 minutes, oh, whoops, it's
0: uh, Final Fantasy VII now. <laughs> uh, Yeah, no. Reported banned. People don't even usually put those things in their uh, thumbnails or whatever. Like it's always like shock value, like clickbait yeah. stuff. So people could click on it and think that, oh, it's a new trailer. or I don't know, like maybe they're replaying the demo or something and yeah. And it's not like they're just like actually playing through the real game. And then people are like, oh, my God, like, I didn't want to see that. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just not a good situation. People just just don't be a dick. okay? just don't just just stop. Just stop what you're doing and reflect and honestly ask yourself, like, is this what I should be doing right now? And the answer is no. So don't don't spoil it for anybody else. You know, and there's people like we've already talked about that got the game early and they've been super respectful. like they're playing it, they're not talking about yeah. it. you know, or if they are, it's in the necessary channels in our discord server, like the spoiler oh, yeah. channel or something you know like <laughs> exactly. that's where that's where you can go. If you want to be spoiled and you don't care, then you know what? Click on that spoiler channel, talk about it, tell your heart's content, whatever you guys want to do, as long as it's not you know you're not putting it out there to spoil everybody else like you're just being respectful you know so
1: yeah and even yeah. this the this, this square enix or i should say the final fantasy 7 remake twitter account tweeted out please don't spoil spoil the game for anybody we have a material usage license please adhere to that and in there mm-hmm. it says explicitly nothing do not stream or whatever before the 10th april 10th because that's uh Official release date, nothing is allowed before that. Nothing that's, that's been. That's everything that has been officially revealed is okay, like trailers and stuff and the demo. Mm-hmm. But everything else, nada. So yeah, it's it's there, uh, white
0: on black on their website. Um, and
1: if you don't adhere, you'll get banned.
0: Yeah, it directly affects content creators in this community as well, like us, yeah. you know, because we are doing this for the community and we're working hard and we really want to share quality content with you guys and when people are doing that it just spoils it for for everybody and especially us because then people have already seen things that we're talking about just like the demo leaks and stuff when people data mine the demos we've already talked about this at length but anyway it's just the same thing It, it directly affects us as well because we are being respectful we mm. aren't spoiling anything, but we've decided not to talk about any spoiler stuff because we want to be respectful to our audience and everybody that's, you know, listening and everybody in the community. And that's our choice. But if you want to spoil yourself, there's a bunch of spoiler cast stuff out there that you can access. Oh, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Are. But then when yeah. you just spoil it for everybody else and not us, cool. then it's just, anyway, it's just not a good situation. So,
1: what's also, uh, in addition to that, uh, because many people already can play the game and know stuff that we don't. And mm-hmm. If we put out content, especially theories or predictions or whatever, then uh, some people already know the answer, even uh, can can confirm or will debunk. Mm-hmm. And some, if some idiots probably also go into the comment section, and say, "Ah oh, ha ha! This is not. This is wrong. It's actually like this." Or, "Oh oh right, you're." <clears throat> you're good, you've confirmed this or something like that and no just 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 keep quiet <laughs> and this is also affecting uh, many channels. I've heard um soldier first class talk about it that uh it's this whole thing threw a wrench in his um release plans, yes. and he had yeah. to rearrange um plans for videos so it's it's kind of crap mm-hmm. it's it's not fun, but um since I already recorded. Uh, my analysis for the first Inside FF7 remake documentary. Um, I'll just continue with that. There's still episode or part three and four of this analysis mm-hmm. due. I'll just release those no matter what happens, and we're good. So I'm glad that my schedule is kind of set already. If I had to fill last week with something new, I probably would have done something completely different and not. Started analyzing something that maybe 20% of, of the whole fan base already knew. So
0: yeah. Well, I am pretty sure that I'm going to get my first class edition tomorrow. Oh nice. Um, yeah, and it does say on they shipped it with via UPS. So it does say on like the UPS tracking that it's the scheduled, the estimated scheduled like delivery is on Tuesday. But when I called, because I called to ask to see if I could actually pick it up at the distribution center in my city instead of like waiting for them to kind of put it on a truck and drive it to me. Like I don't mind just driving down there to grab it. You know what I yeah. mean? If it means that it's going to cut down a day of me receiving it. And she told me that it, I, it says on her system that I would, I'm going to get it on Monday. But if I get it on Monday, like... That's awesome. I'm going to be busy editing this episode, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not even going to be able to like open it. Yeah. And just really dig into it right away because I'm going to have to get this episode out. So, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that because this is important, you know. I want you guys to have content that you can consume during this week of release, you know. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on and you guys are going to really want to focus on this game even more so than you probably already have, you know. So, It's important for us to get this stuff out for you guys so um and then when i'm done doing that i'm just gonna probably go and veg on my couch and do absolutely nothing but play this game (laughs) (laughs) yeah same here (laughs) which is brings us to our next thing that we're talking about so we're talking about our final fantasy 7 remake release day plans um and rituals so uh, i'm not sure if it's like what are your release day plans for for the game
1: All right, so my current plan is um, starting my playthrough on the 10th, as it's Mm -hmm. intended. And since I'll be recording it for you guys and uploading everything, the whole playthrough to my second channel, Cosmo Canyon Universe, Mm -hmm. I'll just keep recording, 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 and I'll try to upload one or two episodes per day, like the full ones and but i'll probably be through with the game i hope within a week or something but the uploads will then just follow regularly i just don't want to spam everything and like yeah uh spread out the upload schedule a bit so that it's it's much easier to consume and you have something to look forward to every day right and Whenever my editor has, uh, has the time and is finished with uh, her own playthrough, then sh- uh, successively the highlight videos will go up on my main channel, which mm-hmm. is like maybe 15 or 20 minutes per episode. It just shows the highlights, mostly analysis stuff and cool moments or whatever. And that will be mo- most of uh, the content for the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. And after that's done, and I have time again to dedicate to analysis, then I will start asking my supporters what they want to see next, like uh, character combat analysis, location analysis, or talk about uh, predictions for part two, or whatever that is. I'll have, I have a whole mm-hmm. list of uh, potential uh, topics, and then I'll successively just uh, bring out probably one, one video a week over the next Months, years, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the big the big long term plan. But short term is yeah. just play the game
0: as, yeah, as, exactly. as fast as I can. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I was going to say, but that sounds like a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, yeah. But I, I really try to get through the game as fast as possible while still being extremely thorough and look at everything. So my first playthrough will probably be 60, 70 hours or something. Mm-hmm. Because I want to take a look at everything and analyze everything and just catch everything for, for sure. you guys. And this will take a while, but I also don't want to take too long because I also want to to read and watch the reaction of others, and what others others think, uh, talk mm-hmm. with all uh, about it with all you guys. And uh, it's yeah, the longer I take, the longer I have to stay away from it from everything. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's hard.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah well uh we already talked about a little bit about what i'm gonna do so i'll probably get the game tomorrow or it's sunday right now so i usually edit uh sunday nights and mondays and the episodes for the podcast come in on tuesday um so i'll probably get the game tomorrow and i'll be editing so i won't be able to play it a lot i'll probably pop it in and play through um like the first bombing mission or something. And a little bit after that maybe. Um, And then the episode for the podcast will come out on Tuesday. And I was thinking what I would do is probably stream uh, Final Fantasy VII um, Advent Children, like a watch party we could have together. I was thinking on Facebook and on YouTube for the podcast. So I'll be sending out information on our socials for the podcast about that. So you guys can tune in um, for that. And probably be streaming after that the first bombing mission together and a little bit after that but then that's pretty much it like i don't want to live stream the entire game you know what i mean like obviously Mm. i can't do this until the game comes out so when it comes out this is pretty much like what the plans are probably a countdown to april 10 like you know for two hours like on april 9 we'll just watch advent children and we'll be on there talking on the discord and stuff like that i'll be on there as well yep for a countdown and then when the game releases it's 12 a.m i'll pop it in and play through a little bit and we'll talk about our experiences basically and then that'll be pretty much it and then we'll be recording an episode um that weekend as well on the sunday it's a bonus Bonus. episode (laughs) that'll that'll be coming out. We'll talk a little bit about that um later as well. So that's pretty much it for me. Obviously, if I get it early, I'm not going to talk about it and post anything online. I'm just I'll be super excited to be able to play it um a little early, so. Yeah, I'm excited for you too. <laughs> do you think that if you are you going to get your physical edition early? Do, do you know? Like have you checked <sighs> the tracking for that or there's no tracking yet and I as as mentioned before, I asked my
1: retailer if they ship it early or not, and okay. if they know when. And the only answer I got is I will get it before April 10th, so 9th the latest, maybe earlier. But okay. as as said, I have uh, enough stuff to do, like my usual day job work and getting out the la- la- last two videos and the, the second, the fourth, and last uh, analysis video before the game drops will release on the 9th too so mm-hmm. there isn't really much time anyway but what i can do is prepare all the, uh, the, the settings and the setup and everything for recording the playthrough so that i can just get up on friday get ready get settled and just keep recording hour after hour after hour after hour
0: <laughs> yeah so if you get it early, do you think you're going to play it early, or are you just no. going to wait until the 10th? I,
1: as said, I, I, need, I need to wait until the 10th, because okay, yeah, I need to finish up this, uh, stuff first. Even if I get it tomorrow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, Joe, I think it was Joe in our, in our Discord, said that somebody had received theirs early, and mm-hmm. they didn't even play it yet like she she was like what are you doing just play it (laughs) like you got it early and you're playing like resident evil 3 remake or something (laughs) which i understand that's fine like yes i I also want to play that like i'm not going to play that though until i'm done final fantasy 7 remake like at least i have something that i'm going to play when i'm done this game Mm. you know and i'll probably go back and replay the remake again (laughs) like oh sure for sure so like multiple times when after so yeah i know i so you're kind of like that guy because you're like (laughs) i'm gonna get it if i get it early i'm not gonna play it. it's just gonna be sitting there staring at you like well play me
1: (laughs) it's the circumstances that forced me to because
0: if i yeah let's say i get it
1: tomorrow and after mm-hmm. work, I just pop it in, start recording, then uh, the videos won't be released. I just wouldn't See be able to. See how committed
0: you are? You're yeah. so committed. That's so <laughs> crazy. You waited for this game so long. If you get it early, you're still, you're just, you have so much restraint, like you're not even going to play. You're just yeah. going to be like, no, I have to do the work. Yep. For Work first. My... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. well, we appreciate that. No, thank you so some of my rituals for release date games so i just listed a few so i like to pig out on candy and junk food (laughs) (laughs) so i always go to the store and i'm like stocking up on candy and drinks and snacks and usually that's what i do and then um it depends on what game it is so what i do is like i format my ps4 um i do have an ssd drive in my ps4 pro and I haven't, like, formatted it in a while. So I'll probably take that out and update the firmware. And I've started the process of transferring my save files to USB stick. Um, I'm one of those people who's not a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I never play any multiplayer games on my PS4. I only play those on my PC. So I, okay. I don't have a PS4 Plus um membership so you could just cloud save right and i have used it in the past because i have had it but i haven't renewed it in a while so i have to use a usb stick so pretty much that's what i'm probably going to do this week is i'll just format it and make sure that it's nice and fresh for when the game comes out and um i'm not sure if that'll help it run better or anything but we'll see maybe help it boot faster it already boots really fast anyway but maybe It'll help it a little bit because there's not as much like data being used on it, so maybe yeah, yeah. And I have some candles that I order it in like to light some candles. This is this is what I do. This is <laughs> I like the ambiance. Okay, That's like nice. I just yeah. That's yeah right. I have a blanket <laughs> and then my Aww. that I just put yeah. I get all cozy on my <laughs> couch and then my dog will jump up with me and then he'll just start to like cuddle with me and then it'll be like oh this is really nice i can't wait i'm super looking <laughs> forward to it yeah and i'll probably cool. make some some beverages and enjoy some bevies yeah yeah what about you um
1: nothing special here i just make sure that <laughs> everything like runs nothing like
0: that nothing like that <laughs>
1: <Nah>. <laughs> and uh this time it's even worse because uh because of how my room is set up uh that I can record myself with camera. Right. I have to sit in front of my computer and in my gaming chair. So uh, it's not really cozy at all. I just sit there, mm-hmm. look into the camera and the screen, and just play the game. That's basically it. I just need to make sure that everything runs, that uh, everything is updated, mm-hmm. that uh, recording works, that the t- uh, I can sync it up
2: uh,
1: right. Like, this time I yeah. want to record the, the camera and the game separately so that i have that i have uh camera less footage for later for the analysis videos so that i don't have to play through the game again and capture it again and yeah i need to make sure that everything runs but like mm-hmm. ritual i just need to have my my bottle of water next to me so for hydration that's about it and if i need to eat something i take a break go eat and then keep playing. If I need a break to go out and uh use use my legs a little bit to get fresh air, I mm-hmm. go out, come back home, keep playing. It's like the usual stuff just instead of working on videos, I'll just play the game <laughs> yeah that, that's that's about it so i'm I am pretty much a pragmatist, but yeah this this is what works for me
0: yeah, I don't have a capture card, so I was thinking about also like recording myself playing it and having a camera I have a A webcam here somewhere i don't know it's in storage somewhere i haven't used it (laughs) in so long i was using it because i was streaming on twitch like on my own personal account for a while and stuff like that and it's here somewhere i just have to look for it but i'm just going to focus on playing in my living room and just kind of try to enjoy that experience and i'll probably be checking in on discord like on my phone as well and talking to people in the community and you know answering people's questions if they have any questions about like my experience and stuff and we'll be sharing all that stuff in future episodes for the podcast as well so i'm just i can't wait and i'm i am one of those people though like i'm i i don't like my hands being dirty so i do like to have oh. snacks and stuff but like i don't eat like potato chips while i'm playing because my hands oh, no, get greasy <laughs> so i just and then your your controller just gets gross yeah. so Ugh. i usually will have something that's like candy that has a wrapper around it that i can just kind of like unwrap and then put in my mouth and then i don't have to touch anything you know so i'm kind (laughs) of ocd with that that's that's probably like clean my controller too in the process and make sure that you know everything's clean and and ready to go as well so yeah
1: yeah that's cool well that's just a thought about now um on our discord server we created a whole new category for uh, the final fantasy VII remake part 1 release okay and one channel for each chapter well for now just 20 chapters because we don't know how many chapters there will be right. but uh, we have a channel for a uh, channel selector so to speak and we can click on reactions to apply yourself a role that unlocks a chapter so let's say you start with chapter 1 you click on 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 the reaction gets the chapter one role then you can just talk in chapter one to like uh, tell your about your experience or ask, ask about the experience of others or ask something oh did you did you find that or uh, did you see that too or something or, uh, or ask a question because you're stuck mm-hmm. in chapter whatever let's say chapter six or so or maybe you, you can't find a side quest you know that's there or anything and when I start playthrough, I think I'll take uh, I'll make use of this feature and just uh, post in where I currently am, just to, to let people know uh, where I currently am in the game and what I maybe picked up, what cool moment I had in this specific chapter. And I think that's the, the only way to keep in touch with with uh, Discord with people on Discord to uh, and without getting spoiled because when I'm playing the game, I don't want to have by accident, being spoiled in another channel. Just, just a yeah. minor thing that's technically not a spoiler, but for me, it is. So.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. that. I like that a mm. lot. Yeah, that, I, I do. I really like that because then people can just chat about what they want to chat about in that specific chapter. Yeah, game. exactly. Because if you just put it in a normal, like, text channel like like a general one then people are gonna be like spoiled right so it does make sense i do like that and Mm. the same thing with our podcast discord server as well like people were asking kind of like oh can i say this in here and i was like no just put it in the spoilers channel if you really want to talk about the game because people got it early and they want to talk about it that's totally fine like just don't put it in the seventh heaven pub channel please because (laughs) that's where we're hanging out for general chat just don't yeah just don't (laughs) we're just hanging around seventh heaven okay we just want to have a drink like we don't want to talk about no spoilers it's supposed to be chill like come on guys yeah come on (laughs) (laughs) all right guys so we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we are talking about the inside Fun of Fantasy 7 uh, remake episode 2 and 3 that we got. We are also having a non-spoiler discussion about the final trailer that we got this past week and also the character clips that were released about the game. And we will be doing the digital deluxe edition giveaway draw as well. So all that and more after this. Yay! Welcome back to episode 11 of the Reunion and FF7R podcast. This is your host, Kyrosis. And once again, I am joined by my incredible co-host Viz. So if you guys don't already know Viz, I don't know how you don't know Viz <laughs> because he's that amazing. Come on, well. what's your problem? Anyway, if you <laughs> don't know Viz, he is the creator of the Cosmo Canon Observatory YouTube channel. He does incredibly detailed analysis videos on pretty much everything that we get about the Final Fantasy 7 remake. And I just want you, Viz, to tell us a little bit more about what you do.
1: Well. I think you just uh, summed it up pretty nicely because that's prob- probably the only thing I do right now, analyzing everything that's uh, <laughs> been released for Final Fantasy VII Remake, except the few latest things because that's too spoilery for me right now and I'm mm-hmm. already uh, as with uh, the backlog. But that's okay. And everything that I uh, can't cram into a full analysis video because those things take a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to release like little snippets of analysis on, on our Twitter channel. That's at CC underscore Observatory. And usually, I also post those on, our, on the community tab on YouTube channel. So please check that out regularly for little analysis, like uh, a few screenshots I take with uh, arrows and some descriptions. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I already uploaded two short videos to visualize something in motion. But those are uh, like unlisted videos, uh, which I only link in uh, in the community tab and upload to Twitter. But those are uh, essentially just analysis gems, I call them, or CCO gems. Mm-hmm. Like just just little explanations, just little uh, hints or uh, cool things I found that yeah didn't make it into a video because of time constraints. So and I think people like those, and I'll keep doing those even after release. Like if I play through and f- find cool cool little things, I'll just post them on uh, on the Twitter account and the community tab on YouTube to keep you guys like informed and that you also of know where i'm at currently and what cool cool things i find not sure if this constitutes spoilers or something but i yeah maybe i'll tag those as spoilers i don't know we'll see
0: yeah guys so if you haven't yet uh checked out this stuff on cosmo Canon observatory yeah. you need to it's a great community um the, the discord server community for your your channel is incredible and everybody's so welcoming and oh there you are, know, especially yeah right now like everything we're dealing with so it's kind of isolating right and it separates us from each other but we do have social media and we do have discord channel for the podcast and also for viz's um cosmo canada observatory so you guys can join anytime there and uh, join in on the conversation about you know our, our favorite game and everybody's amazing so you guys should really really check uh viz's stuff out it's incredible so
1: and if you want to keep away from spoilers Our Discord server, Cosmic Canyon Observatory, is uh, completely free of spoilers, and only dedicated channels will have spoilers, as I've detailed before. So Mm -hmm. you're safe there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and same with our podcast Discord as well. Exactly, yeah.
1: So yeah, if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe, hit the bell icon, yada, 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 you know the drill. (laughs) Join all my channels. I think I have uh, put all all the platforms into the YouTube video description even in the YouTube channel banner, and you should find all platforms there.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, guys. It's the moment that you've all been waiting for. It's time to draw for the Digital Deluxe Edition giveaway. So it looks like we had 120 people enter for this oh, giveaway. Nice. Right? Yeah, that's so awesome. All right. So gonna go ahead and generate our winning number all right so it looks like our lucky winner is number 30 and number 30 it says jay paget oh nice so jay paget you have just won a digital deluxe edition copy of the final fantasy VII remake
1: congratulations nice one
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Jay Paget we will reach out to you on your socials um, we'll get in contact with you um, if you want to get in contact with us immediately you can reach out to us on our email it's thereunionpodcast podcast at gmail.com Thereunionpodcast podcast at gmail.com but we will reach out to you and uh, with the steps on how you can claim your digital deluxe edition so we're super, super happy for you. Yep, definitely happy. You've earned it. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So we are moving on to the next part of the podcast here. We are talking about the Inside Final Fantasy VII Remake Episode 2 and 3 that we got. So um, we got two more of these episodes that were released two weeks between now and our last episode. And we were right because we kind of had discussed this together like we thought we might get one pretty much every week leading up to the game release. Uh, We did talk about episode one in detail last episode. So we're just going to touch on some of the interesting things that we got from episode two and three. Uh, so once again, we did get multiple interviews from the developer team with their experiences creating the Final Fantasy VII Remake and also comparing it to the original Final Fantasy VII. So episode two uh, was focused on the story and the characters of the game. So Kataze states that it's been 23 years since the original came out, and he says that he forgot a lot of things about the characters and the story. Uh, He said he did play the original Final Fantasy VII before starting work on the remake, and he was surprised at how much shorter the story was in the Midgar portion of the original game. He said that he had an image in his mind that it was longer than that, and it was different in his mind. So he said uh, basically they recap the story of the original. Um, Some things that I found interesting was that they talk about Cloud as a character, and how people see Cloud as this kind of cool, strong and flawless hero. Um, However, there's more to his character than meets the eye. So I'm just touching on Cloud's as a character uh, right now. So Najima says that he has a special, uh, strong need to be accepted by people. And he thought that he was special. He is quite complicated and he's not really a cheerful soul. Uh, He keeps a lot inside. There's something that uh, he says he's nervous to tell everybody and that it's he's gone more into the deeper inner psychology of Cloud, the main character. Uh, In the original, he was depicted as cool and stylish. However, this time he can kind of miss the mark and be a little cringeworthy. His cool facade can often slip because he wants people to accept him and respect him. So he puts on a front. Um, so basically, they were saying that they're kind of nervous that fans will not be able to accept this version of Cloud or not. I kind of got this from playing the original anyway, did you? I kind of felt like cloud was there was something off about him. Like, I didn't feel like everything that he was telling us at like at face value. I didn't believe every like not that I didn't believe it, but I didn't interpret it as everything he was saying. He was kind of like this flawless hero. I, I didn't really get that. I always felt like there was more that we just didn't know, and it's true because we learn more about it as we play through the game, right? Oh, and... definitely, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, he, he starts off as this cool mercenary, but you quickly note that there's something off, especially with uh, his memory glitches and stuff mm-hmm. that happens. It's just, what's up with this guy? And some sometimes also how he responds and reacts. And it's not that apparent in the Midgar section, but I think right after you you see some yeah his, his his mask slips especially when he says says things that uh, tifa thing uh, recognizes kind of doesn't really make sense as mm-hmm. she kind of wants to say something but doesn't or just has those three dots in her uh, text box
2: mm
1: mm-hmm. just uh, noticed something off it's not that apparent it's more be- you have to read between the lines in the original and really yeah. have to pay attention, and especially when you're maybe halfway through the game, and then think back how stuff happened there. Maybe you can predict that something is off. Maybe, but it's it's not easy. So the uh, the reveal that comes later in uh, disc two is is a pretty big deal, and how they're now going about it, I think it's. One might might think that uh this reveal could be lessened by uh maybe more memory glitches or that his mask slips a few more times. I think that's not the case. I think it's it more adds to his character that you just notice that he wants to it wants to be cool wants to be a cool mercenary and uh badass but kind of isn't but why you won't probably won't know until sometime part three
0: yeah yeah no i totally i totally agree with you and i i actually do like what they're doing with the characters for the remake how oh, yeah. they're going into more detail about kind of their backgrounds and they're fleshing out the stories and we've already talked about this um, in detail so their response to that basically is that they said because the characters look more real now far more than before you must really write in greater detail all of the events where their emotions change because we're looking at their faces and we're Mm -hmm. hearing their voices, right? And they have voice acting now and the original didn't have voice acting. So it was like they had to think of new ways to kind of switch things up and change the dialogue and stuff that fit more into us just kind of looking at them in high definition and seeing their facial expressions and hearing their tone of voice and, you know, inflictions and when they're talking and stuff like that to communicate, um more of the story and their emotions and stuff basically yeah, they weren't exactly. able to do that in the original right so even though like you said this was there it's just that you kind of had to not search search for it but you had imagine. to imagine kind of, yeah, yes you had to, imagine, you had to it. imagine it you had to imagine it and some people they just look at things with you know at face value right like oh mm. this is what i'm being told in the story this means that that's what it is because why would this why would the game lie to me? But we find out that Cloud is a flawed narrator, right? Like, yeah. it's not... The way that Cloud remembers everything is not how it happens. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's switched not, around, yeah. <laughs> right? So, but that part of the original was hard to follow. Like, especially, too, if you were young and you were a kid oh, yeah. going through this game, right? Like, that was hard. You Like, for me, I had to look up things as much as possible because I, I, list, I missed little things about the story that really were intriguing and really like gave me a better understanding um well the faulty translation didn't help either <laughs> <laughs> so in,
1: even in That's german true. it was off at times
0: yeah there was a few things in english it was like yeah what it was so weird it was weird
1: and yeah cloud as their unreliable narrator is yeah really threw people off and I think it's a great concept, especially when uh, pulled off well, and I think they pulled it off mm-hmm. well in the original, if you yeah. again, just ignore the faulty translations, but in in the end, it's it's pretty cool, and if you pay attention, you notice that something's off, that he might not tell the whole story or not the truth, and that something's not right, but you have no idea what, and it just it's it's this this feeling that keeps nagging it, that, that keeps you playing it, you want to know more about this part, you want to know more if it's why? Why is he leaving this part out and this other part not? And mm-hmm. why is isn't Tifa saying anything? Or why is she reacting that way? And it's intriguing yeah. all the way through. That's it's really yeah. Uh, genius.
0: Yeah, and Tifa's reacting. There's so many factors that have happened to her in her life, right? That yeah. they don't touch on until later. Like you don't know. You just you're just told that they're exactly. friends. So you're like, oh, okay. And then you're like, oh my gosh, like. Which is like the next part of this video. So they did mm. talk about Tifa a little bit. Um, they gave a little bit of background about her story. So it says that her home was destroyed and her father killed. And since then, she's lived for revenge. So she's unsure where to take that revenge. Uh, and she's unsure if she should actually take that path. She's unsure if violent actions are a good thing or not. And she's a little torn at the beginning of the game. Which um, we've seen in the
1: trailer. Like uh, his, her I'm trapped line in the mm-hmm. uh, E3 trailer. It's exactly yeah. that. It's exactly how she feels. It she wants revenge, she wants Jenner to pay, but she also doesn't want to uh, have c- innocent civilians involved, which exactly. they did. <laughs> it's uh yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, and she probably also is conflicted inside like she doesn't want to do those violent things because she doesn't want to do those things, right? Exactly. Like and yeah. give power to those emotions and 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 uh her revenge you know but um and they did a really good job like animating her face like oh yeah I for think so, showing too. those emotions right because those are really hard emotions like even for actors like human actors when they're mm-hmm. acting to do those things like that's it's there's layers there right it's really difficult to be able to do that i think that they, they did a really good job um and that's what they said basically their comment here was that they tried hard to show the subtle emotions and sensitive side of tifa's emotion emotions, especially with uh facial expressions and vocal performance. So mm. and next they talked about Barrett. So they said that he's always aggressively pushing forward. Um he feels like he has to take the lead and from the front and then pull everybody along with him. He often gets heated up and can be led by his emotions. This is why people are complaining. Like people are complaining about the voice acting work for Barrett in the remake, but like you know, we've talked about this at length in yeah. previous episodes as well, that I think it's just his, him as a character, you know? Like, he's kind of, like, in no bullshit mode, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, no, there's no time. The Earth, Earth is dying. This is an evil corporation. Like, we need to destroy it, and we need to save everybody. So there's no crap. There's no time for crap, basically, you know? And he's yeah. just being led by his emotions. And everybody else is just kind of being dragged through yeah. And they have to deal with him, like they have to deal with him, you know, like being <laughs> yeah. this way, like on the regular. So people around him end up desperately supporting him because they just don't want to push his buttons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that too, yeah. I
0: ca- you know, I just came up with
1: a with a parallel to Barrett. He's like a bulldozer, just cl- clearing the path. He doesn't care; just mm-hmm. wants to clear the path, and th- the rest exactly. just uh, goes yeah. with him. <laughs>
0: yeah and dragging everybody behind, yeah, yeah exactly yeah I think they did a really good job with Barrett in the, in the remake from what we've seen and we'll get more depth there when we play through yeah. the game obviously when it comes out but um, I really like him as a character
1: that's why I'm so looking forward to to Bladefall because that will so completely wreck him and uh, he mm-hmm. will
0: then we we
1: actually see probably the uh, the real Barrett and his real emotions inside beside him or inside ugh, uh, behind everything it, he didn't really put up a facade but he was just so led by his anger and uh, revenge mm-hmm. plans and everything It just just he just focused on this one thing and after the plate fall i think he'll uh yeah like recognize a few other parts of of himself and that's just moving forward and just uh yeah, bulldozing through everything else is probably not the way, and uh, I'm really looking forward mm-hmm. to
0: that. Yeah, and people were complaining, and I'm just like, you know what? Come on, guys! Like, we have, we all have friends like this. Like, you guys, you yeah. guys don't have friends that are just always led by their emotions, and they're always, they always need help. Like, they're always texting you, and they're always like getting your opinions or whatever. Like, I have friends like this. Like, they're always led by their emotions, and then they get lost eventually. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exactly. these are real people experience this stuff, right? Like this isn't just like you don't have that friend that's just goes from 0 to 100? Like there's no middle. I know people like that. They're either fine or they're just raging. Like yep. there's no middle yep. ground. There's yep. no like I've This known is those basically <laughs> Barrett. Yeah, like he's just he's 0 or he's just 100, right? Like mm. we all know people like that. Come on. But also they play it up because this is a JRPG and we've talked about this. Come on. Yes, yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's.
1: Also, I even I even dated someone like that, even zero or hundred and it wasn't fun
0: in the long run. So <laughs> <laughs> it ended. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I yeah. feel bad for you. That's well, it that's wasn't really
1: it's, it's, it wasn't that bad, but it, it, it's, okay. it was grinding. It's uh, yeah, after a year. It was just now.
0: I feel like you're the complete opposite. So you're just like <laughs> Yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm always you're, at around you're, fifty you're, or something, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you're be you're <laughs> you're being dragged behind the bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like like Nathan oh uh, Drake in Uncharted Four when he's uh, hanging behind uh, this, this truck and getting dragged through yes. the mud and uh, the lake. Yeah uh, I mean the, the river and stuff. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: All right, so then they move on. They talk about Aerith a little bit. Um, they said she has a mysterious past. Oh, yeah, uh, she has. Sh- she does. She's curious and kind to people. And she really just values being alive.
1: Oh, yeah, that's, that's just triggered something. <laughs> in me.
0: <laughs> and I remember that when people saw this, they, like, took a screenshot of it and they posted and they were like, Square is just trolling everybody. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> exactly. They're just like... They're just like, oh yeah. God! Like I just feel bad, right? Like yeah. you just feel bad, like oh my God! I mean, <laughs> we all know what happens to her, right? Yeah. But I don't know if it, I don't obviously like it's not going to happen in this part, right? No. Like she's no, but
1: yeah. but that's the but that's the thing. Um, new players we just don't know. <laughs> yeah, new players who does uh, who don't know the story of the original. I'm sure there are a few out there, and those really get conditioned to her. Valuing life and her being cheerful and mm-hmm. wanting to see the world and everything like that. And then, when it's when it <laughs> comes to that certain moment, they'll okay, yeah. Then uh, emotions will well up and uh, yeah, exactly. Everything, will but be it's crushed.
0: even more like it's e- it's even more n- now than what it was when we played the game yeah. when we were kids. Like definitely. Because with the music and the facial expressions and the voice acting and everything, like, it's going to probably hit even more hard. I don't I don't know, but it already yeah. hit hard, like, back then, but just, I just feel for those people who are new to the game mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that didn't experience the original, like, it'll be interesting, actually, to see how those people feel, like, to hear how they describe yeah. feeling when, like they get to that point um, in the I game. I definitely,
1: definitely need to search for a playthrough of someone who never played the original and has no idea what happens. Yeah. I really yeah, need to exactly. find someone like that to, that either streams or, or uh, creates a Let's Play of that. And I'm really curious about that. <laughs> but it's probably hard to
0: find. There you go, guys. So if any of you have never played this game, there's your proposition. You just yeah. need to start streaming and your thing is that you are going into this game blind
1: (laughs) yeah but if you're here and uh, listening to this podcast you probably already have been spoiled so sorry for that (laughs)
0: yeah uh oh boy all right so they just touched on sephiroth they just said that at the beginning of the game he's disappeared so yeah but he appears in obviously visions and stuff and flashbacks but We just don't know a lot right now about what's going to happen with Sephiroth in this game. And we've talked a lot about it before in our previous episodes where we were kind of just talking about like where we think he's going to appear and why he's appearing. And they've also touched on this, how they've changed. I mean, they've, they've just like extended stories and they've modified things so that they fit better with what they're trying to do for the remake. So Mm. Um, we're probably going to see him... Well, we definitely know that we're going to see him a lot more in this game than in the original during the Midgard portion, right? Because he's like barely in that. Yeah, the the positive uh,
1: or the advantage of the remake is now also that they can depict Cloud's uh, visions and glitches much more vividly and different because in the original it was just black screen or a reddish screen with a white text that says something and... Back and, then, like, you weird did... sound effects or something. Yeah, like, exactly. Weird. And you sometimes even didn't know who was talking. Was it something Cloud knows, or is it Sephiroth, or whatever? And now they have to completely change it, uh, especially because you now see or even hear if when someone talks, and then you can deduce, oh, it's, it's Sephiroth, or, or it's uh, someone else. And now they completely have to change it up. Like, uh, someone brought, brought up the... Uh, one of the first uh, glitches in front of the reactor core, the pump. And the original, it just said, uh, watch out. This isn't a, uh, a normal reactor or something like that. And I think that's, that was uh, Sephiroth's vo- voice on their mission in Nibelheim, uh, if I remember correctly. And mm-hmm. now, if they used his voice there, it wouldn't be as, uh, as much of a, a mystery. And now, there's no, t- no talk, nothing. Cloud just has this, this, this headache and a feather flo- floats down and dissipates onto the, the grating down there on the, the grated uh, floor. And Cloud just uh, getting startled by it. And it's, it's, of course, not the same, but still mm-hmm. similar. And we, of course, we know the feather is, is uh, tied to Sephiroth. New player won't, won't know. Just like new players from, of the original wouldn't know who was talking there. So it's kind of the same, but kind of not. And I think most of uh, Cloud's uh, glitches and flashbacks and stuff will be kind of similar. There's even one on uh, the broken highway in Sector 6 after the platefall. Then uh, you hear or see Sephiroth talk in uh, just black screen and white text about he's uh, 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 an ancient or a god or something like that. Uh, I don't remember the exact wording. Now it seems, it's, uh, I think it's uh, the one scene we saw in the State of Play trailer where he says something along the lines, are you prepared to see uh, the planet burn or I don't remember the, the words, but something like that. And you see Sephiroth from behind when he says that. So in the original, it was clear that it's Sephiroth, even uh, because Cloud mentioned his name right after. So then they can show him. It's no surprise there. But it's still a little bit different because now we see Cloud having having a flash of him of Sephiroth appearing, yeah. And there's even a new one in Sector Eight now we've seen in uh, the E3 trailer, and it's, yeah, it's it's going to be crazy this whole uh, memory glitch thing for, of Cloud.
0: Yeah, it's going to be better depicted in the remake because they can just use cutscenes and everything, yeah. and you know things were kind of left to the to your imagination in the originals, so. Hmm. Exactly, Which is probably why a lot of the, like, people misinterpreted things, you know, like, they, of the original, like, they didn't grasp all of the details of the story in the original game.
1: Yeah, it was kind of uh, hard to follow sometimes. Yeah. Like, the details, the, the nuances weren't, weren't mm-hmm. that, that uh,
0: obvious. And then next they did talk about Shinra Corporation and they were just basically reminding everybody that they are an electrical company corporation and also they are the military. So they pretty much own everything um, in Midgar.
1: Yeah, like jury, judge and executioner. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, because they're not just
0: an electrical company. They also Mm. built Midgar. So, And also they have the military and they hire everybody you know what i mean like they pretty much yeah. control everything so yeah they do and it's easy to just disappear someone <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly
1: yeah they have the turks who do the dirty work clandestine uh organization yep. yeah it's uh it's going to be fun yeah so uh i have a few notes jotted down here um after watching this well watching is uh a bit overstated, I only read the subtitles and covered everything else because I didn't want to get spoiled anymore. It's also why I have to disappoint you guys who uh, maybe expected me to do a rundown of all the scenes and drop some analysis <laughs> bits. I yes. just, as I said before, I'm at the point where I just don't want to see anymore. So, yeah. I, <clears throat> I apologize to disappoint, but I still have a few uh, things to say. Uh, especially after hearing all this about the characters and stuff, I am really hopeful for the final product now because I I feel that they really understand the characters, sometimes even a bit more than uh, many fans I feel, and which I I really appreciate. So they, as as Maximilian Dude said in the past, they know they can't screw it up. So um, it even shows here they really know. Um, or they, they, they did their homework, it seems. And even Nojima, is uh, as he said before, he's uh, apprehensive about how people will, will react to those changes and the, uh, the expansions on the characters. And now that they're real people, not just Lego blocks with text boxes. But uh, the way they describe it, is, it, it really makes me hopeful. And it's pretty much uh, reassuring to me. I also find it interesting that uh, Kitase-san uh, thought that the midcore portion of was longer. And it's really a testament on how, how dense and content-rich the whole midcore experience is. Because when you just play through it, maybe the first time it takes you maybe six or seven hours. If you know what you're doing, you can get through it maybe in four hours if you don't, don't grind or don't uh, talk with every NPC yeah and it's actually quite small gameplay wise it's story dense but uh doesn't have much uh, regarding gameplay. It has a few bosses it has a few enemies you can steal from them you can grind it has a few chests off the beaten path that's about it barely any any side quests and because its it felt so rich, I think this is it was really the perfect opportunity to build up Midcar into this huge city with all those side stories and go into all those uh characters. For example, especially Avalanche, Avalanche, as in Jesse, Biggs, and Wedge, which kinda got uh got the short end of the straw in the original. We got to know them just a little bit, but not really. And then they were gone. It's uh pretty sad. But uh now here I hear that they Really, really did a good job of um, of expanding everything. And one interview even uh, spoiled something about Jesse. I think I talked about this in the last episode. Yeah. And if they do something like that for each character and just show their uh, their living situation and where they came from, and maybe even uh, expand more about their motivations and what led them to join Avalanche and everything, this is something we need here. This is this is really something that enriches the world. And we even get more screen time of the Shinra middle manager, as we've seen here in, uh, in this, the first Inside Final yeah. Seven remake uh, documentary. Even Johnny gets, as, uh, as it seems, more screen time. And there's Jokobo Sam that just had one little scene and no dialogue in the original. He was just the uh, sh- chauffeur or the, uh, the driver of Tifa's uh, carriage when she. I yeah. uh, was uh, being driven to Walmart. market. It. it wasn't really a, 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 a character anyway, it's just it had a model and was sitting there on, uh, <laughs> on this carriage. Nothing more. and now he's really a side character that we yeah. probably have to gamble against or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's really, 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 really interesting. And we have more characters, new characters. We have side quests in seventh, uh, in Sector seven confirmed and. Most likely side quests in sectors five and sector six, and maybe even in the Shindra HQ and everything. It's uh, yeah, it's it's going to be such a blast. And yeah, that's that's about everything I can say right now without spoiling or without being spoiled. Like uh, I probably would have uh, had more to say if I had followed everything that's come out, especially the new trailer. Which I haven't watched, but we'll get into that later.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So moving on, we're talking about the Inside Final Fantasy VII Remake episode three that we got, and it was um, it featured the combat and action of Final Fantasy VII Remake. So we talked about this before. Uh, They've explained that the battle system has been completely reworked. Uh, The original uh, Final Fantasy VII is more of a command-driven RPG. Um, because, you know, it had the ATB bar and you had to use the command menu to uh, give commands to the party members. And they said that now that action games are mainstream, it made sense to adapt Final Fantasy VII Remake in this way, but create a hybrid combat system featuring the best of both systems, basically. So the action aspects of action games, but also keeping the menu-based commands of the old system and the ATB bar system in some capacity so some quotes that i took from the episode was Nomura said that looking at the whole final fantasy series i felt that you had to retain all the number stats and level gauges as well they make final fantasy what it is oh the yeah ATB, <laughs> mm-hmm. the atb and materia system were really defining elements of final fantasy 7 so it was necessary to keep those he wanted to combine them with new elements and update them and balance them. Kataze says, after E3 2019, we listened to people's feedback about not being able to play the game due to it being too action-based. So they thought about it as a team and responded by adding the classic mode. So this will allow players to just concentrate on choosing commands instead of fighting in real time. And we've talked about this before in previous episodes. So Shirochi. The lead battle designer uh this was super interesting so he said that they made phase boss battles so what this means is each boss battle goes through phases like one two three four and so on with cutscenes in the middle of each phase players must adapt to the situation during boss battles this gives them a more organic feel this will make you think about your strategy going into a boss battle um, and also the same thing with the materia system, right? So you could use materia. So you're experimenting in battle. And then if you see that, obviously, one of them is weak to a certain materia. If you lose bat- that battle, you can go in and kind of re-equip your materias and, and uh, do the boss battle again, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So they used a four-frame manga style um, in Japan. This is what they use. So they used introduction, middle part, development, and conclusion. The conclusion of the boss battle leads to a new part of the story, basically. So they've tried really hard to, to, do, to use this system. Um, they said that each phase should contain a whole... What is it? jo ha Is that right? jo ha yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which means slow start, swift break, and rapid end. So I found this super interesting that they're taking elements of their own. It's like a thing in Japan. And obviously this being a JRPG, like it's not surprising, but it's super cool that they did put this in and they really thought about this when they were creating the boss battles because in the original, you know, what we got was just the boss would stay in one spot and then would use a there was like a series of um abilities that it had and it would just cycle through the same ones and it would stay stationary unless it, w- it was a- its turn to attack right yeah so it's just it's completely different now like it's been reworked and i really like where it's going and uh yeah so then they went on they talked about the mini games so they said that they actually added uh enough mini games in the remake to rival the original so that's that's crazy. Like there's so many yeah. minigames in the original game. I so... think
1: sixteen. There were sixteen, I think, in the original. If you count the, the CPR minigame. <laughs> hmm Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there were sixteen, if I remember correctly.
0: So obviously we know that we're getting like darts. Yep. In the darts remake. Is new. Um and we're getting chin up squats. And yeah, squats we'll probably and pull-ups, get pull-ups, yeah. Yeah, squats and pull ups. We'll probably get we'll get a bunch more, but we just don't know what they are yet, but I like that they did put a bunch of minigames in it.
1: Yeah, for sure because they break up the the whole action and you can just uh-huh. relax a little and occupy your brain in a different different way because minigames are just that it's a, a a game within a game that has a different rule set and different strategy. so it's it's really good to to break break up the pace a little at a certain points mm-hmm. and.
0: Especially the story, too, you know, some of it is pretty dark and serious. Oh, definitely. (laughs) uh, Some of it is ridiculously comical, too. And it's 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 it'll be interesting to see, like, what they created for minigames, but also how Mm. they work into the game. Right. Like, yeah. When are you going to be able to play them? And uh, where are they? I'm sure that they've thought about all of these things. I hope so. Yeah. They said they added a bunch of non compulsory side quests and content. And they tweak the times that some sub-quests are able to fit into the main story. So they just gave an example of, like, the main party is doing a bunch of things. They go off and they do things. And then a new quest will become available because certain things happen and where and now they can do this. But they're not, they won't, they wouldn't be able to do it at a different time of day, I guess. Like, if it's nighttime, like, they, you can't do a certain one. This is what I interpreted from this video. Is that what you were interpreted or no? uh what I interpreted is that um the the side quests
1: kind of mesh better now with um with the main story like they're tied to the main story also I think they said if I remember correctly they said that um each chapter has their own side quests and you can't if you, if you're past that, that chapter you can't uh, do those anymore they're locked out okay. and that's also uh why they uh, showed this screenshot. It showed up there in the menu, um, chapter three, and it showed six side quests, two of them still concealed because we haven't uh, unlocked them yet. Okay. And I already said back then that uh, they are probably tied to chapters. And this also means if, if they're tied to chapters, then they can also tie it to the main story or at least that uh, the part of the story like in, uh, in the Sector 7, in the slums, as as, soon, as long as we're there, we can help out people there and each one of those side quests will probably have something to do with either the, the lore of the slums or will be probably tied to 7th Heaven or to Tifa or to Cloud or to some other um, NPC that's that's maybe vital to understanding how Does the slums work or something like that? Just, uh, it it sounded to me that they really tried to make involved side quests and not just throwaway quests like, oh, I need uh, five of this and you get, uh, go get those five of this, return, get EXP and it's done. That's, it it sounds uh, different, like, Maybe not as extreme as in The Witcher 3, but uh, maybe closer to that uh, compared to those silly fetch quests in Final Fantasy Fifteen. as we've talked about it or ranted about that a lot in our <laughs> apprehensions video. <laughs> or video, sorry. Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's how I understand it. Yeah, the minigames. I'm really looking forward to those.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Um... What I really find interesting is that uh, they created classic mode out of feedback, because so far, they never t- said anything about uh, gathering feedback and acting upon that. So Yeah, this,
0: that's what I thought was interesting, too. Yeah,
1: because uh, compared to Final Fantasy XV, this is the complete opposite. They just go their way, do their stuff, release trailers, do presentations, and are just being confident about their work, uh, show it, and get us hyped. Final Fantasy XV was quite the opposite. They, there were so many active time battle reports. We had... Uh, mm-hmm. Active time reports, sorry. Uh, we had mm, some surveys even to fill out so that they know what uh, people liked the most and what they didn't like as much, which character <laughs> liked the most, and stuff like that. And yeah. it it was... Too, they involved the audience and the game too much, in my opinion.
0: I totally agree with you.
1: Yeah, and so this was interesting that they, they include classic mode according to feedback. This, they probably had some sort of uh, feedback or survey stuff in the background, like for themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, um, because when you, when you make a demo of a game public or available on the show floor at a convention then you inevitably get feedback either directly from the people that are there or indirectly by their um, impressions in videos or podcasts and what have you. Mm-hmm. And they probably noticed that so many people just yeah, loved the game but really weren't into the action aspect or uh, were apprehensive about or didn't really know if they could pull it off. Because it's uh, sometimes it's it's not easy if even upon replaying the demo, I notice when i'm not not up to par my brain is tired or something like that, that I just go through potions after potions and run into every every attack, and it doesn't really feel good, so I really have to to be to be awake and concentrated to be able to go through that battle more or less unharmed, so I can understand that some people that aren't used to full-on action games might have some troubles at times. Yeah. And now I find this uh, pretty cool that they thought of implementing another mode that uh, kind of gets rid of the action aspect and that people can only rely on the tactical mode and executing abilities, skills, and limit breaks and whatever. Yeah, I find this pretty cool. It's a little bit of a shame that it's in easy mode, but maybe it was uh, the the AI is probably not not good enough to to keep up on normal because there's much more damage and you inevitably inevitably like get a little bit more of more damage in like or, or the enemies get more damage in because um, sometimes I notice this especially when escaping from the Mako reactor uh, on the way up you encounter two more monodrives and I was uh, testing out classic mode then and Cloud just didn't want to, to attack. He also, it, all the time, he dodged and guarded, never attacked because I know he w- was probably caught in a loop of, uh, loop of guarding against one and then against the other and then against the first and then against the, the second again. And I had to to take over and get a few sl- a few slashes in to even be able to use brave yeah. or something. It's uh, yeah, it's probably because of that that uh, they opted for easy mode, so that it's um, not as much of a problem. And when uh, the player gets hurt, it's not that much of an issue or the uh, the mistake of the game because. Uh, Yeah, it's it's probably too too hard to uh, make or replicate human behavior into the AI of the characters. Mm -hmm. So that's my guess. But it's fine for those who just want to play like the original. Classic mode is almost the same. And the original was also not that hard anyway. So I think normal mode in Final Fantasy VII Remake is harder than the original game, in my opinion. So classic mode is much closer to the original battle system. Fight me on this. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this very interesting boss battle phase. It's uh, I noticed that they did that and I hope that they will continue this phase system and it's, it seems like they, that's actually the foundation uh, of their, um, their concept or strategy on how to design those boss battles. And when we take the Scorpion Sentinel, the first boss, as an example, I, it also has four phases. The first yeah. one, as they said, is the introduction. Like it's uh, normal attacks. You get accustomed to how the boss works, a few battles, and that you also need Barret when he jumps, upon, uh, when it jumps over to the wall and need to use lightning magic to get it staggered more quickly and that it's his weakness and all that stuff but it's not not as hard so it's more like a warm up and then comes the middle part boss changes strategy and tr- tries to throw you off which is the barrier which you have you have to get way, uh, find a way to get around the barrier which is when you should find out that there's uh, the field generator which you have to get to and attack so it's a completely different strategy than in the, in the introduction and then if you have um, if he got enough damage, then he goes to the development phase, and then it's, the boss really shows his main and strongest attack. It develops to, to the peak, so to speak. It has the tail laser that uh, he deploys a few times if you're not quick enough. And uh, even uh, I think the AI also changes a little bit and deploys his stronger attacks much more often. And you have to really uh, learn how to quickly retaliate or else you'll just uh, keep healing and or keep blocking and it's not really fun anymore. And then comes the conclusion, phase four. The boss gets desperate and throws everything at you at once, which is this, his uh, overkill attack, which um, deploys the um, machine guns and the, the, what is it, the machine guns. yeah. The, the, the rockets and I think some more textures everything at once and just going completely crazy <laughs> and also there's the, the auto heal so you have to act quickly and uh, just really, really uh, drive it home really attack and, ta- attack and get uh, aggressive because if you don't it will heal itself over time yeah so it's, uh, it's really nice um, build up and then the release at the end it's pretty cool, and now I'm extremely looking forward to Airbuster.
0: Yeah.
1: Because we've seen a few glimpses of it in the E3 2019 trailer, and according to reports from those who have played it, it's uh, apparently a pretty tough fight, and pretty cool fight, but I don't know anything about it, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the mu- music is also awesome, but that's uh, something completely different. But yeah, if they re- uh, manage to pull that off, this uh, four-phase example, or four-phase four concept for every boss, and that's not... <laughs> the thing is, if you start off with uh, such a concept, such a strategy, and then each boss feels the same, oh, now it's phase one. Okay, now it's phase two. Okay, now it's phase three. If it feels that way, it's uh, it gets stale uh, quite yeah. fast. So I really hope they can switch it up every time, and even if, If it's four phases for every boss, but each phase feels completely different, and the stakes are different, and uh, how the boss switches things up is different, and how you have to go about it is different, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that.
0: I really hope they they manage to pull it off. All right, so we are going on. We are talking about the Final Fantasy VII Remake character clips and the final trailer. So. basically Square Enix released on their social accounts. There were like little 19 second uh, clips featuring the characters of the game and nothing new was really shown. Um, But I thought that they did a really good job summarizing each of the characters and showing a little bit about each of them without giving too much away. And they also showed, um, they showed them in combat a little bit, but didn't go into detail about like how their combat works, but it was just like a little flash of their combat style. and then yeah they just ended and i think it was every day they would have been doing a new character or every few days they've been doing a new character or something like that so i thought it was really effective i thought it was really cool but obviously like we're up to date on all this stuff so we already know about their combat and like about their story and stuff like that and who the characters are so it's really aimed at people i guess that you know don't really know anything about the game they're trying to attract new players and Obviously, we understand that, and that's awesome. So I thought they did a really good job with those.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's just as you said, we already know most of it, if not all. So it's not really an addition or an enrichment for for us fans. Still nice to see, but exactly because it's not nothing really new, and with the fear of maybe seeing a new scene or a new angle of cutscene, or maybe seeing a new ability, or just a new area uh, in those uh, battle scenes, as you said before. <sighs> I chose to not watch them, and I probably won't either. Maybe after I play the game, just to to see what I missed or didn't miss. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I I don't have room or time to to analyze them anyway. So there's there's no need to 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 spoil myself if there even is spoilers i don't know maybe there are only old scenes in there i don't know maybe you know but uh, that's why i chose to not watch them and it's it's not really i don't think i need to anyway
0: no you don't no exactly now it's,
1: now it's just waiting for the game to drop and everything else is just irrelevant
0: <laughs> yeah so i did go ahead and i watched the final trailer so we're just gonna talk Ooh. about the final trailer uh, non-spoiler Uh, discussion about that so honestly it was insane uh Mm. it was crazy i i honestly think that they've been holding so much back about this game that we don't even know and we're in for so many surprises they did show a lot of new stuff that we haven't seen before i wasn't going to watch it originally because i know that you had said that you didn't want to watch it, like you just stated, um and I respect that, and also I kind of wanted to do the same because I wanted to go into this game as fresh as possible and but then I thought, well, we should probably talk about it on the podcast, so I should really just just go ahead and watch it, and also, I didn't really care anymore like i I do care, but then also, like I also know what their trailers have been like, and they're really flashy, and the the cuts to the different scenes are really fast, so. Like for you, you're analyzing it frame by frame. You're slowing it down. Like I understand, right? Like when I'm looking at it, I'm not looking at that. I'm just like looking, trying to figure out what's happening and what's being shown to me. And there was a lot of stuff shown, but it was so fast that I forgot a lot about what I've seen. And I could just tell you a few things. I'm not going to, but I could just name off a few things that I remember seeing, but there was so much that it was just overwhelming, but I'm not going to watch it again. So I only watched it once. And I think that's all I need to do oh that's good yeah with this trailer like i don't feel like i have to watch it again over and over again i'm not going to because i do want to (laughs) like i said go into this game as fresh as possible and exactly you know what i saw was incredible and insane and i just it just made me so much more hyped and i've (laughs) like we've already talked about like we're we're both super super excited for this game we've been waiting forever oh yeah and it's finally upon us it's finally happening and this trailer just made me feel even more excited even though i didn't feel like i could be even more excited about it but just seeing it i was just like (laughs) i was just like oh my god like there's so much that we don't know and there's so much that's in this game that we haven't been shown and i was like they've done a really good job at trickling stuff out and really just Mm -hmm. teasing us with things and we think that we know a lot about what we're getting but i think that there's a lot that we don't know yeah so i'm just like we're sitting here talking about what we think's gonna happen and we've done this previously on other episodes as well but i just feel like they're just there's so many surprises that we're just gonna be like oh my god like they did that like that's crazy like do you know what i mean like Mm, yeah, yeah anyway that's pretty much how i felt when i when i watched this so um yeah i do i feel bad about watching it i don't i don't feel bad do i feel spoiled not really um but I don't really have any context to put these things into. Like I said before, like I don't have any, the scenes were so fast, the cuts between everything that's happening. So I have nothing to attach it to like, oh, when is this happening in the game? When am I going to see that? Like, I can't even begin to even think about when this thing might happen only based on what I've played in the original, but Mm. we know this is not the original game. So things are going to be switched up. So what I've seen, I don't even know when it's going to happen. I don't know. Like if, i have no context no context i I could do what you do and watch it at like 0.00001 speed (laughs) (laughs) and look with my magnifying glass up to my computer screen and just like every pixel moves i'm just gonna be like oh my gosh look that little Mm -hmm. pixel moved over there yeah that's that's my problem if i watch if i
1: decided to watch that trailer yeah first and foremost i have much more context because of all the analysis and i would notice so many things and even after watching it once i probably have the urge to go back and and confirm stuff that I thought i saw and then Mm -hmm. then i'm into this this devil spiral and uh no i just don't want to
0: (laughs) yeah and then you're gonna pause it and you're gonna be like oh what's this like just because it's that's what you're used to and that's your habit right that's what you've been yeah. doing for so long and you're going to want to do mm-hmm. that and nah. i understand that but it'll be interesting for you to go back and do that maybe after oh, sure. the game comes out and you're done playing it and then you go back and look at oh look at how much they did show us yeah. or maybe <laughs> maybe they didn't like i'm seeing this as it's so amazing it's so crazy and it's so much stuff but in the in the grand scheme of things when we play the game and we're done we'll probably look back and be like Yo, this episode never, I mean, this uh, trailer never showed us anything, like (laughs) half of what we thought. And the thing is too, like a lot of this stuff isn't really spoilers because we've, if you've played the original, if you've played the original, you know, the characters, you know, like things that are in the original game. We just don't know what's going to be in this game. We just don't know. But like, it's not, I mean, like it is, but it's not, but still anyway. Yeah.
1: It's, it's it's both. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like if you haven't played this game you have no context so people that have played this game are crying out like
2: it's so spoilery oh oh my god (laughs) but who
0: is it spoilery for it's spoilery for people who haven't played it but those people don't know anything about this game so it's not actually spoilery like when we went back remember we went back and we talked about I think we talked about this, but it was like the original trailer that was released for the original game in 1997 and also Oh, oh,
1: that's don't get me started on that.
0: <laughs> the, the 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 screen grabs of the game that was on the back. Yeah. It it had that mm-hmm. famous scene with Sephiroth yep. and Aerith in the uh, in the back. Well, Cloud, I think it's Cloud and Aerith. Cloud's the...
1: Cloud's and uh, Aerith uh,
0: carrying Aerith to the water, was it? Yeah, like but- that's such a huge thing. They spoiled it. And it in the is. demo, too. They spoiled a lot of it in the demo, the original demo. But, yeah. like, we never knew because we never played it. We yeah. didn't know. We didn't the know. The thing is,
1: I, I remember holding this case in my hand and uh, reading the, the text at the back. It only st- the, the interesting thing is it only uh, talked about uh, the Midgar part and Cloud being a mercenary and stuff or being an ex-soldier. Nothing much about anything after Midgar, which is weird, but uh, yeah. And then this one screenshot was of Cloud laying Aerith to rest. Yeah, But without any context, you don't know, it, it could be a baptism or something. I don't know. It's <laughs> exactly.
0: And also, you don't know who she is as a character, too, no, right? Well, no idea. when you played the demo, like, yeah. they did, but the demo was different than the actual retail version that we got, yeah, so that they too. changed stuff. like, mm. <laughs> But still, like, they did really spoil a lot but yeah. we had no context. so but now we do but the thing is is like you think you know but you don't like there's so much that we haven't seen that we're in for and honestly i just can't wait i'm just so excited it's been so long it's actually coming out this week people like <sighs> we've waited for this moment guys we've waited for this moment we've waited for this moment forever for
1: years upon years upon years <laughs>
0: like we we yeah. we asked for this game like we wanted this like they yeah. listened they made it like please buy it just please play it and enjoy it and just be open to yeah. receiving it for what it is like yeah. i just can't wait to go back and to dive into this world again because i just missed it like from playing it so long mm. ago and then going back to it again like i don't know it's gonna be insane i just it's gonna
1: be a roller coaster <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just have to stay alive for a few yeah. more days. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: definitely, <laughs> definitely.
0: It's like everybody on the internet. Is just like, I've just really been trying to not do anything like crazy. Like, obviously, yeah. a lot of us are we're self isolating. But some people are still working. But people are like going to work. They're like, I'm trying not to. Like, I'm yeah. I'm I'm looking both ways when I'm crossing the street. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm walking really slowly. Yeah, like. Yeah. I'm being very cautious. Like, I just want to survive until this game comes mm. out. Like, I just want to make it.
1: <laughs> but uh, aren't, like, 70, 70% of all uh, accidents happening in households? And if we're all inside all the time, doesn't that increase uh, the chance of us getting hurt? I don't know. Just throwing this out there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to jinx
0: it, Sorry. Forget oh my I god! I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe is that true? I, oh my gosh!
1: I remember something that that's most like really most of the accidents happen in, inside of the household. Like, oh probably my god. The, probably all accidents, like just cutting your finger or something, which isn't really bad. But uh, I don't know. It's
0: oh my god! I'd have to get
1: into into this uh, the statistics again. But I remember something about that. <laughs> that's the most happen at home because. You work at home, like without many um, uh, protection. You uh, drill holes inside. You step onto ladders. You uh, That's true. use use knives while cooking, and I don't also know.
0: just stairs, like going yeah, up and down stairs. Yeah, stairs. People, yeah, true. People slip and fall downstairs and die. Like it's yeah, insane. Elevators. It's insane. Like it's crazy. People just honestly just stay safe, please yeah. stay safe and stay healthy yeah don't take do take care anything of anything crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah just 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 lay on your couch for the yeah. next four days yeah, exactly
1: and don't don't fall off and break your neck or something <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh oh, yeah wow. it's so crazy i just can't wait honestly it's just yeah same
1: you can do all the crazy stuff again when you're through playing the game
0: <laughs> i'm gonna do everything too like i want to i want to Explore like I'm not even gonna do the quests right away. Like I'm just gonna literally like go to every corner in this game and like just slash things open, like just seeing what I can destroy. (laughs) Like (laughs) yeah, exactly. Like in the demo, like it's like all right. I immediately turned backwards. Do you do that when you play RPGs? Like when you're (laughs) when I play them, it's like the camera goes behind you, and then it's just like okay, they want you to go forward. I'm like no, I turn around. I go back. I go backwards. I go like exactly different places because they hide items and mm-hmm. stuff in weird places so i'm like no i'm gonna turn around i'm gonna go back i'm gonna slash this i'm gonna look here i'm gonna see if i can jump on this thing maybe there's something up there like i don't even do and then that's why it takes me so long to complete yeah. these games because i just don't like i just don't want i i, I want to complete the game but it's like there's no rush i just want to enjoy Definitely. it at my own pace, right? And see yeah. all all of the hard work that went into creating the environments mm-hmm. and everything. Like I really want to soak it all in. I want to appreciate yeah. every aspect of it. I don't just want to appreciate the story. That that's like, that's I a big aspect. All. The the developers uh had
1: so much so much of their uh heart and blood poured into this uh this project that I don't want just rush through and be done with it. I want to ingest everything like hmm. Just enjoy all of the wonders it's it will bring and uh if for those who, who watched my demo playthrough, the whole uh whole two hours that is on uh, the cosmo canon universe channel as i said two hours go figure it's just a demo i it needed i took two hours to finish it and i even yeah. uh rushed by the end <laughs> so in the, in the beginning i just turned around and uh, looked around all the place even before I think it, it even took me like 10 minutes before the first encounter, which is actually a few seconds on, uh, bef- uh, after you get control. It's, uh, yeah, I'm that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you yeah. get inside, inside the, the building, the, um, the train station building, yeah, there are so many uh, advertisements and uh, dispensers or uh, yeah, vending machines yeah. and stuff you can just uh, kick around buckets and pylons or uh, cones it's uh, it's just so much fun to play around with this and uh look look at everything
0: yeah this is why i haven't finished red dead 2 yet because i've just <laughs> like that game is so open it's just like everything like, it doesn't matter what direction you go, right? Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, what's over here? What's in this? Oh, can I climb this mountain? Like, it looks yep. really high. And then I do. I just go to mm-hmm. the top of the mountain, and then I'm like, oh, like, you know what I mean? Like, I am just haven't even scratched the surface of that. But that game is just so, it's just so big that it's, like, daunting, right? So you kind of have to force yourself through yeah. it, or you just won't ever finish it. Like, mm. I feel like this game is going to be a happy medium. Like, we're going to yeah. be, like, I'm going to be able to explore, and they're they're going to reward exploration but the story is so intriguing like you're really gonna just want to play through the story like mm, you're gonna definitely. want to do the side quests like you're gonna want to find the new weapons and the materials yeah. and level up and do all those things right
1: i'm glad that it's uh it's not an open world well it still could be but i i i highly doubt it's
0: an actual well, not open world, open world like no. we've talked about this before yeah. but not open world like red exactly. dead 2 open world, yeah exactly but, like open world hubs, right? Like yeah. you said before,
1: hubs. But if it was, uh, I would completely lose myself into that game because I remember playing Horizon Zero Dawn, which is also an yeah. open world. And I usually yeah. when when I get to explore something, I go everywhere except where I should go. And in an open world, that's the whole game. So I practically go to all places where I shouldn't mm. be going yet. Yeah, and I also. uh Went to, to some bandit camp. There was nothing there because uh, I haven't triggered the quest yet. So I went to places I had to go back again later anyway. So it took me like uh, twice the time to finish it as as a normal playthrough. At least twice. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to uh, game three, uh, two or even three of uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake project because I'm pretty sure uh, the, especially the last one will be quite open world-ish so yeah i'll have my 200 hours in by then <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm like you too, like exploring every part of the map because a lot of those games i don't know about recent games but a lot of games put a map mechanic in where it shows like how much percentage of the map you've actually visited oh, and yeah. in order to get the achievements like the trophies mm-hmm. or you know steam achievements and stuff like that like you have to have explored every inch of the map like because yeah. usually they, like, have the parts that you haven't been to yet. It's, like, there's, like, um, it's covered over.
1: Yeah, the fog of war, exactly.
0: Yeah, like, and then if you don't, then it shows up, oh, map completion is, like, 90%. And you're, Aww. like, <laughs> yeah. where have I not been? Like, that's crazy annoying. But I, I've done it in games. But, like, mm. it's just, like, it was the same uh, thing with... um. Jedi Fallen Order they did put this mechanic in where you're like I'm playing through this game I've pretty I have everything unlocked and there's still maps that are like it just says 99 percent completion and I'm (laughs) like where's the last one percent like where have I not been on this map to get the achievement like I'm reading through reddits subreddits and like guides online and they're like oh it's this part I'm like no no it's not like I've Mm -hmm. been but then I just have to move on because I'm just like but it triggers yeah. me because I want to get a hundred percent completion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that remembers uh, me of Star Ocean Three till the end of time. This oh also had had a, a map completion mechanic. I think also in-game uh, achievements for that. Yeah, yeah. And if I saw not one hundred percent in one area, I just walked around everywhere and tried to uncover this last remaining triangle that's somewhere in a corner that you have. You really actually have to go into a, a remote corner to mm-hmm. unlock this. It's, it's, it's crazy sometimes. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had fun with that game. <laughs> yeah. Exploring everything.
0: Yeah, I don't mind doing those things, but... Yeah, exactly. I just, I'm OCD, so I have like, well, yep. <laughs> it's not like diagnosed OCD, no, but... No. I'm just a completionist, right? Like I want mm, it to be a hundred percent. I want all the trophies I want, and I can't get that. So then I just kind of get demotivated and I don't finish a game. Like I just mm. won't finish it because it's just, I'm like, I'm never going to finish all of these things on the map. Like same thing with Spider-Man. We've talked about this. There's so yeah. many things for you to do on the map. I'm just like, no, just, I just no, screw it. <laughs> I'm just like, no, like I, the, tr- the, the, the uh, benefits of getting it, they give you uh, resources to kind of, unlock new spider suits and different abilities and stuff and upgrade stuff and i've done a lot of upgrading and stuff but i just at one point i just had to decide like no i'm yeah, done i'm done exactly. like i gotta move on there's so many games there's so yeah, many games yeah. that you know i want to play and this game's coming out and it's going to be 100 percent of my attention so i'm not going to have mm-hmm. any other time for any other games and persona 5 uh royal just came out and i'm not even no like, <laughs> I'm like Scooed I'm out. not going back to that game right now. Like are you kidding me? That whole thing with the with the date mechanic where it's like it's the day of the week you have to go to the dungeon and like if you don't do it at the right time the police arrest you and then it's game over. But they let you play for an entire week at the mm-hmm. end. They let you play through it. Okay. And you beat the dungeon, but if you go too late, you beat the dungeon and then they still the police come and arrest you and then it's game over. <laughs> Interesting. Like, they, why not tell you, oh, you know what? It's too late. You have to go back now. Like, why let you finish the dungeon and then tell you at the end, it was too late for you to do it. Sorry. All your progress and all the items you got, everything is deleted. You have to go back a week. Oh, they tell sucks. you at the end. That sucks. Oh, man. I'm just, like, I just... Oh, no. <laughs> I love the music and I love the gameplay, but I'm just like, I'm not ready to go back to that. I'm just not ready. I'm just... I'm ready for the remake. There's nothing else I want to play right now. I'm just so (laughs) waiting for this, honestly. So, yeah. All right, guys. So for our upcoming episodes, uh, we will be recording an extra episode next weekend with our initial thoughts about the game. And uh, that'll hopefully be released on Tuesday, April 14. Our following episode will be a pre-review of the game featuring uh, Robin from Par e Pixelar. Uh, podcast and then we will be doing an episode uh that will hopefully be releasing on may 5th and uh it'll be a complete spoiler cast episode so um you guys should really tune in to the next episodes that we have planned if you guys are super interested in uh hearing our thoughts and opinions about the game and also um hopefully we will have soldier first class back on the show as well and some other guests from the fun of fantasy 7 remake um creator community and also just our discord server community and our podcast community as well so lots of stuff coming up in the future a lot to look forward to and we're super excited and we can't wait to share all of that with you guys all right guys so if you guys have any ideas for topics that you would like us to cover in our up and coming episodes you can write us at thereunionpodcast at gmail.com reunionpodcast at gmail.com Or you can join our Discord server and write them in the suggested topics or question channels. We do have social media accounts as well where you can reach us. We do have a Twitter account. It's at reunion underscore podcast at reunion underscore podcast. We do have a Facebook. It's at reunion podcast. We do have a YouTube channel, The Reunion Podcast, where we post our episodes there and we'll be posting any special video content that we do in the future. We do have an Instagram account as well. It's at The Reunion Podcast. So I know it's it's a lot to keep on top of all this. So I'm trying really hard to tweet and repost everything and retweet things and also post pictures on Instagram and everything. So you guys can uh, check us out there um, for everything that we will be up to in regards to the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Make sure that you join our Discord server too so we do put a link in the description of every episode that we post so all you have to do is click on the link and you'll be brought to the web page or it'll automatically open discord uh the app and you just have to click on accept so you can be added to our discord server and we do have an amazing podcast community on our discord server and also uh viz also has an amazing, incredible community at the Cosmo Canon Observatory uh, Discord server as well. There's so many people there. We're always discussing things about the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And if you guys love this game and you're really, you know, into this game as much as we are, and, you, you know, if you're at home and you're feeling isolated or cut off and you really want to talk to somebody, then why not join us there? Everybody's there. Everybody's super accepting, super friendly. Um... It's, it's an amazing, incredible community. So it's been really, really helping me cope with everything with the whole self-isolation and the pandemic, and just to be able to grab my phone and immediately talk to somebody who is going to respond, but also is going to be, you know talking about this game that I care so much about and, and love it just as much as I do. Um, it's quite incredible. So
1: Oh, it is, yeah. It's a really great community. It's, it's so
0: much fun. <laughs> All right, guys, so we really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I just want to say thanks so much for tuning in for so long. Uh, you've been here, you know, a lot of you from the beginning and the game's coming out, and we've made it, so we can't wait to hear about all your thoughts and opinions about the game uh, in the in the next uh, coming weeks. So all the best to you guys. Stay safe and healthy out there. Thank you all for listening, and take care of yourselves. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.